Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Warren County, New Jersey, Hackettstown, New Jersey, where they make M&M candies about two miles away from our farm. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today, and please know that it is an honor to have you listening that I do not take lightly, and I just want to uh, say thank you. I want, I want to always remember to thank you for your time that you spend with me here in the farm shop every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern with a replay, and it is only heard on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. And probably within the next week or so, I will have up on my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, all of the, I shouldn't say all of the back episodes, probably the last 12 or 13 weeks of episodes. And then moving forward, I will always post them from Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And I'm excited about that because I want this to be a resource to you to learn. And this gives you the opportunity to listen again if you want to hear something or you have a problem with something, say, hey, I think there was a show on that. And you go back and use it as a resource. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and that's what this is all about for me to help prosper the American farmer and rancher in the only way that I know how, and that is to teach you about your machinery. But what I want to do, that I need to do, is to give a shout out, a shout out to Glendon Zimmerman, from Lidditz, Pennsylvania, and he's, he contacted me, and he listens to my Idle Chatter podcast, and uh, he gave me a pin in my map, so I would love to get a pin in my map with your name on it, and if you say, what is that all about? Well, what I would like to do is I'm trying to figure out where my audience is, so that I could better serve you by knowing where you farm or ranch or where you hang your hat, so all you have to do is contact me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and let me know where you're from. You could tell me a little bit about your operation or what you do. Now, Glendon is a, is a technician in a, a, a large dealer group. It's called Binkley and Hearst. And they have a couple of stores in Pennsylvania, I believe. I think one in Delaware and maybe one, one in Virginia. And it, it seems that he specializes in Case IH. But I, but they carry a number of different brands there, and he's also a tractor restorer, and he has a beautiful 1948 case that he sent me a picture of that runs on propane. So thank you so much for listening, Glendon. Thank you for giving me a pin in my map. I think I got a couple of pins in Lidditz, and I would love to have a pin in my map for where you are hanging your hat. But you know, as the hot rod farmer, you know, I, I got to just say this. Because probably 99% of you that are listening are hot rod farmers too, in some way, shape, or form. But if you haven't already seen it, then you could do an internet search, and it, excuse me, it won't be, it'll be worth your while. Is that it? The 2023, not 2022, 2023 Corvette, um, the uh, the Corvette. I think it's the Z06. Anyway, it's got a brand new engine that they're releasing. It's 5.5 liters, so a liter is about 60 cubic inches, so you figure if it's 5.5, it's probably around 330 cubic inches, so it's not large. Normally, normally or naturally aspirated, whatever term you want to use, no superchargers, no turbochargers, no anything. And this puppy's got six, well, right now they're stating 670 horsepower, and that is just 
amazing. It's one of the highest outputs, naturally aspirated engines, um, production engine ever built. And it's, it is a sweet piece. It's a four valve cylinder head, has an individual runner intake manifold, which is enclosed in a plenum. I dealt with those uh, before when I worked at BMW engineering department there. They work great, but they're a nightmare to calibrate. And the thing is, is as sweet as the day is long. So if you are into any engines, and you don't have to be a Corvette guy, but you got to look up this engine. And it's all, it's what we would say in drag racing, it's all motor, has no forced induction. And it's, I wouldn't be surprised if it certifies or they release it probably closer to 700 horsepower. They're claiming 670 now and an 8600 RPM redline. That bad boy wings up like a motorcycle. So uh, check it out. Just do a search for 2023 Z06 Corvette, and it's called the LT6 engine. So it is a, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. A lot of technology in there. A lot of, a lot of hot rod guys design that engine because you're not going to get that specific output if you don't have a grease, grease on. If you're not a grease under your fingernails, hot rod type of engineer. But on, you know that's 670 horsepower. But on and the you know the great thing about an engine like that in a production vehicle is that it has to do it, it can do nothing wrong, and it, you know can't come you can't sell it with a whole bunch of excuses. Well, if it's too humid today, don't start it. If it's if it's not going to start, it may stall. If it's too cold, it's not going to run. If it's too this, if it's too that, all right, no excuses. All right, that's a a production engine has no excuses, and for six hundred seventy horsepower and no excuses. That is really where the engineering marvel is. But on today's show, we're not going to talk about 670 horsepower engines. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about no excuses, little air-cooled, maybe six and a half horsepower engines that are going to that you're going to be using with no excuses, right? In the winter, either it's going to be on a backup generator or snowblower or something that you're using on a farm to feed cattle. And those little six and a half horsepower engines are just as remarkable as that LT6 670 horsepower naturally aspirated piece. But you have to get those little engines ready for winter. And a lot of people don't realize. They think of winterization. They think of a liquid-cooled engine and changing the coolant, changing, checking the antifreeze. So on today's show, we're going to discuss what you need to make sure that that little engine starts and runs when it has to, no matter how cold it is. And never forget, agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. I'm Lino Rulli, host of The Catholic Guy Show on The Catholic Channel. Now, if you hear the words Catholic Radio and think, uh, no thanks, then we're the show for you. We're a little different. Yep, it's entertainment and Catholicism. From celebrities stopping by like Mark Wahlberg and Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, to song parodies and traveling the world on pilgrimage, we're always here for a laugh. So check out The Catholic Guy Show, weekdays 4 p.m. East, 1 p.m. West, on The Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. Welcome to Bushels and Cents from Farm Machinery Digest Radio, heard exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. I am your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. And never forget, it is not what you make, but what you keep that counts. Liquid and gaseous materials only like to travel in a straight line. They do not like to make turns and especially tight ones. 
This needs to be recognized when filling a sprayer, plumbing a system, or just running a garden hose to wash the car. The frictional flow loss will fool you if you only watch the pressure gauge. A bend in the transfer line will raise the pressure in most applications since it is before the restriction, but the flow after the restriction will diminish. Consider plumbing in an additional pressure gauge at the end of the run to get the real picture. Agriculture runs on machinery, profits on reliability. Visit FarmMachineryDigest.com where steel and soil meet. In 2021, we cranked it up. How about 100 rodeos in 100 days? Majors like Reno, Calgary, and Cheyenne wrapping up the regular season in Salinas. Well, 2021 isn't over yet. 2021 NFR is going to be the best one yet. For the first time, we're bringing you 10 hours of live coverage every day for 10 days of the greatest event in the Western world. Well, let's stay tuned for what we've got planned in 2022. It's going to be a wild ride. We're doing this all for you, the real fans of rodeo. With your help, we're revolutionizing Western sports. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And as I said in the opening segment, we're going to discuss how to winterize. Now, most people think of winterization either when you talk about an air-cooled small engine, about putting it away for the winter. So like on a lawn mower or a lawn tractor, it's not going to be used during the winter months to plow snow or snow blow. But what I'm talking about is getting ready for the winter. And a lot of people neglect and think that an air-cooled engine which would be found on a snow blower, which would be found for the most part on a, a standby or emergency generator, backup generator. And some you may use it to auger feed for a cow, what have you, for, for a dairy bun, whatever. There's many, many uses of these small engines on the farm, and they're all air-cooled and predominantly one cylinder. It could be two cylinders. doesn't make any difference what we're going to talk about here. But we have to winterize those. And you may say, winterize is no antifreeze, it's air-cooled. Well, what we need to do is we need to make sure, just like the engineers with that LT6 Corvette, no excuses. Well, you need that engine to run. If the power goes out on your farm, you need that generator to start and run and run without hiccups. If you got snow and you need to blow some snow around the farm with a snowblower, it needs to start and run. And nothing is worse or more frustrating than a small engine that doesn't run because it could sideline your whole operation or sideline your whole day. But to get it to run in the winter is going to not be difficult if you follow these steps that I'm going to outline. Now, first of all, number one is that if the engine is used throughout the year, so let's say it's on a uh, a backup generator or if it's on something that you uh, auger that you're using to move grain or what have you, then it's going to be paramount that you take care of it properly up until that particular point. You can't say well, I'm going to neglect it through the whole year and then I'm going to then I'm going to make make it beautiful for the winter time. Well, it's like anything it's like your soil right you can't mine all the nutrients out of your soil and then put them all back for the next growing season but then there are other applications for instance let's say like a snow blower and uh that you won't run that during the the summertime right thank god you would run it during the summertime so it'll only be used during the winter but so you're gonna have to modify these procedures to fit the application of how you are going to use the engine but the first thing that i want to say to you is that it's a paramount that you clean the carburetor with carburetor cleaner and you go around that engine with a with a wrench or a socket, whatever whatever is going to fit it, and snug up the carburetor, snug up the bolts from the carburetor to the intake manifold, snug up everything on that engine. Those little engines vibrate quite a bit and things will come loose. 
So you, very, very important for you to do that. And that's maintenance that you should do all the time. But remember, keep in mind is that the engine needs to start. And, and just like getting a seed to germinate and emerge is, the, is sometimes the hardest part, right? Because if the soil crusts over or there's not good seed to soil contact or, or there's not enough moisture in the ground, then you're not going to have that. You're not going to have it germinate and emerge. But the thing is with these engines, you need to, your first battle is to get them to start. And if it's, if it's a pull rope engine and doesn't have an electric start on it, like a lot of snowblowers or generators will have an electric start in a pull, in a pull rope, you have to get it to start. The, the, your goal is to get it to start very easily with the pull rope. Then if you want to use the electric, that's fine. It's going to start better with the electric started than it will be with the pull rope simply because your cranking speed is going to be faster. So it's paramount that you clean that carburetor to keep it clean. If it if it's using an air filter, change the air filter. Most snow blowers, believe it or not, do not have an air filter because they feel when you're blowing snow, there's no dust, right? So so just like I said, application specific to what you what you have there. The next thing, go around snug everything up. Even put a wrench on the head bolts. I mean, you could just make sure everything is snug. But it's, and if it has a um, some of those small engines don't even really have an intake manifold. They have like a rubber boot that is that connects the carburetor to the intake port of the cylinder. So when it's running, start it up and, and move that. Don't, I mean, don't moose it and bust the boot, but just wiggle that carburetor around a little bit gently because lots of times those rubber boots will start to get a crack in them. And if they get a crack in them, it's going to start to suck air. But more importantly then sucking air it's going to lose what they call the signal the low pressure region that's created by the piston moving to allow the carburetor to pull fuel and it's going to be very hard to start so you can have a crack in that boot and it will it be hard to start it may run okay once it gets going but just move that around like i say look at your engine be familiar with the engine next thing you know you, you read this stuff and people oh, change the spark plug well you know, if you want to change the spark plug, that's fine. I'm nothing against changing the spark plug. But what you need to do is when you do, when you take the old spark plug out on any gasoline engine is that you want to read that plug. And I don't mean read the part number on it. That's important also to get the right heat range and the right reach, the length of the plug to go into the, into the cylinder head. But you want to look at that plug. That plug is going, to be a tel- is going to be the canary in a coal mine for how that engine is running and specifically the air-fuel ratio, the mixture. So you want to look at that plug. And the thing is that you have to realize with spark plugs and, and no different with small engines than with, with big gasoline engines, it makes no difference, is that you don't want to short cycle it. You don't want to start and then shut it right off. Same thing is with a car or a truck or what have you. A seed tender, whatever you have, a pump that you're running, that you're, fill, you're working in the summertime off a nurse, a nurse trailer to get into your sprayer or your planter, what have you. On any spark plug, you need to have the tip get to at least 500 degrees Fahrenheit and maintain that for at least one or two minutes for it to get for it to clean off because remember is that when you start a gasoline engine whether it's fuel injected or carburetor a mixture is going to be richer when it starts to get it to start
start. It's going to crank at a substantially richer mixture, and then it's going to have the choke on. So if you just start and let it run for a couple of seconds, you're going to end up fouling that spark plug. So keep that in mind. So what you want to do is you're going to pull a spark plug out and you're going to look at it. You want to look at the center electrode for where you want it to be nice and square, clean cut with the top electrode. All right. And you also want to look for color, discoloration around it. It should be a nice tannish, grayish, tannish color. All right. If the mixture is running well, it's not burning any oil. And then you want to check the gap and you want to check the alignment of the center electrode with the with the side electrode. All right. So you check that. And my, the rule of thumb that I use, if the plug looks good and it looks clean and looks nice and the and the gap is no more than five thousandths more than the specification, then I could I would keep it in service if you want. I mean, a lot of a lot of the listeners, you guys live way out in the country. But if you do this ahead of time, believe me, I'm not trying to say don't buy a spark plug. But it's important for you to read that spark plug. And it's also important for you to understand that it doesn't necessarily need a new spark plug all the time. All right. So and then when you put that spark plug back in, you put anti-seize compound on the threads and you put some dielectric grease in the boot and i like to clean that that spark plug with some carburetor cleaner so put a new one in you'll be fine with that there's nothing wrong with it but don't go crazy i want you to drive 100 miles for a new spark plug when it really when it really doesn't need it the other thing that i want to that i want to emphasize which very rarely does anyone do is that adjust the valves on that engine now it doesn't need to be adjusted every every winter but if you have if you have a snow blower, you have a backup generator. That's why I like to put proof meters, hour meters on my equipment because lots of times they run longer than you think they do. Then you could buy a very nice hour meter that triggers off a spark plug wire. I have it on my pressure washer. I have it on everything, and you could t- you could keep track of of how many hours it's been used, and then you could run your maintenance schedule efficiently. And also, most of them also include a tachometer. But very important to run the valves. And I mean run the valves, adjust the valves in those engines, specifically if you're going to rely only on a rope start, because if the valves are not opening opening fully, then the engine is going to be very hard or harder to start. Now, remember, as the temperature gets colder, it's going to be harder to start regardless because the the rate of vaporization of the fuel, gasoline, drops down dramatically. At 60 degrees Fahrenheit on any engine, gasoline only has about a 50% vaporization rate. So that's why you want to make sure that carburetor is clean, the choke is working, everything is good there. If it's a fuel filter, replace the fuel filter. That's common sense stuff. I want to touch on the things here that most people don't think of. So if those valves are not opening fully because they're out of adjustment, then you're not going to create as, as strong a signal inside the carburetor that's the low pressure region that's created by the piston pumping to pull fuel and have that carburetor start to flow fuel and if it doesn't flow fuel that thing is not going to start case closed and you end up wetting the spark plug you would say how are you going to wet the spark plug if you're not pulling fuel well you're pulling enough fuel to wet the spark plug but not enough to get it to ignite because of the it's eight degrees outside or 10 degrees below zero and you're trying to start this backup generator or this snow blower so adjust the valves it's very simple once you once you get familiar with it, it's an, it's only one cell of the motor so it's two valves it's not the end of the world it pays great 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 dividends all year round but in the winter everything is going to be exaggerated the other thing that i want you to do or i suggest that you do and i do this with all my engines i run synthetic oil 
you want a synthetic oil in those engines, specifically in the wintertime, because you want to have the highest cranking speed, whether it's cranking by rope pull or electric start. And you want to have, and if you run a synthetic oil, it's going to be, it's going to have less rotational resistance in the engine because of the properties of a good synthetic oil. I run synthetic oil and everything, and you want to run maybe in a small engine like that, a 530 or a 030 because the zero is zero, zero is the weight. So it's the zero, let me, let me put this, but the W doesn't mean weight, it means winter. So it's a zero weight oil. It's a winter blend. It's going to make it a lot easier. If it's a snowblower, you pull starting it. Even if it's electric start, the engine is going to like it better. It's going to get the oil up and, and pumping quicker and everything is going to be happy and the third thing is that if you run it all year round i'm a big proponent of this you need to treat the gasoline so it doesn't build carbon deposits on it and you want to make sure that it has a winter blend of gas in it on my generator my backup generator i just pumped all the gas out of it i'm going to use it on my lawn tractor in the fall and i put fresh winter blend gas in it because winter blend gas is going to then again vaporize at a much lower temperature than summer blend gasoline so if it, if, if you have old gasoline in it you want to get that out and you want to put winter blend gas you want to fill it up and throughout the year and if it's only running the winter please use a product for instance like chevron tecron or seafoam there's many good brands out there that are going to be a fuel systems cleaner it's going to clean the carburetor internally but most importantly it's going to clean the carbon deposits off the valves and the piston or the and which is going to make it start much easier run much better and it's going to be very reliable you follow these simple steps an hour's worth of work and that bad boy is going to start like that 670 horsepower corvette when it's 10 degrees below zero with no no excuses whatsoever The Market Day Report, five hours of news that matters to rural America. The markets, the lifeblood of information for farmers and ranchers. Global markets are really in turmoil yet again today. We drill down past the numbers and see what's moving these markets. When this thing starts to turn around, you better look out. And a weather report tailored to fit the needs of family farmers. Very active weather day across the majority of rural America. Market Day Report, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Hey folks, join us for the Better Horses Radio Show airing on Wednesday and Thursday evenings at 11 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 with hosts Ron McDaniel, Don Dawson, and me, Ernie Rodina. This week we visit with Anthony Gatto of Kensington Protective Products and Matt Mills about Road to the Horse on the Cowboy Channel. So tune in to the Better Horses Radio Show right here on Rural Radio Channel 147. Hey, we'll see you there. Save big on CommoditeAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year starts on November 15th. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Start planning now and get ready to save big starting November 15th. Shop on CommoditeAg.com. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter because now... You can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. 
Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Save big on CommoditeAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year starts on November 15th. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Start planning now and get ready to save big starting November 15th. Shop on CommoditeAg.com. Welcome back to the show, and I just want to do a, I'm going to not do a toolbox test today or a special delivery letter because I want to finish up, and I want to just do a, go over a couple more things with getting these small engines to run and start, or start and run, I should say, in that order, in the dead of winter. You know, keep in mind, I want to get back to the carburetor, is that, you know, when you clean the carburetor, get yourself a can of spray carburetor cleaner. Well, first of all, you should wash the engine down just with a, with a hose or pressure washer to begin with and make sure everything is nice and clean but you also want to clean the carburetor inside so if you look inside the carburetor there's all different designs of the carburetors they basically have the same components to them but they're going to be designed differently there'll be little tiny orifices which are air bleeds those need to be cleaned so if you take the carburetor cleaner and put the tube on there and spray into those orifices if it has a idle mixture adjustment screw Probably the past 10 or 15 years, they didn't. It was a fixed mixture adjustment. But if it's an older carburetor or it has an idle mixture adjustment screw, what you want to do is is you want to gently seat the screws and count how many turns it is so you could put it back in more or less the same spot. And then you want to remove the idle mixture screw and spray in that passage with the carburetor cleaner and spray the idle mixture, the needle of it. And it's probably going to have a spring on it so to keep it to keep it so it doesn't vibrate and change. Make sure you don't lose the spring. And then what you want to do is you want to make sure that the tip of that idle mixture screw is nice and clean. You don't want to use anything abrasive like sandpaper. I actually keep a very old piece of green worn out scotch bright around and the green scotch bright is mild to begin with and i just gently rub it and clean that idle mixture screw and then you're going to put that idle mixture screw back in after you spray it off and you're going to bring it back out to that same spot then when you adjust the carburetor you're going to adjust it you're going to go in first which would be lean and then what you're going to do is turn it out when you adjust the carburetor you got to make love to it you're turning it like you got to just gently gently and wait you know there's the fuel is going to be in transition so it's not going to respond immediately it's going to have it would take a second to respond so if you're adjusting any carburetor and then you want to turn the mixture screw in until the rpm drops and then you bring it out maybe a 16th of a turn wait 16th of a turn until the engine i mean if you want to use attack but the engine sounds the highest rpm and the exhaust sounds the smoothest that's going to be paramount because remember that the idle circuit on a carburetor any type of carburetor is going to be is a building block approach it's going to help at the start it's going to help at the idle it's also going to help it to run on the load because the carburetor builds off of its other circuits so it's very 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 important and also you want to make sure that the cables and the linkages and everything for the choke and for the throttle that they're not stretched out that you're getting full throttle you're getting that the choke is closing fully very 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 important for that to to happen and uh lubricate that linkages and like i say just give it give it a good once over and but it's very very important because other than the ignition the ignition and the carburetor two things that are going to make that to start and the ignition is requires today with electronic ignition not with points requires hardly any any servicing 
whatsoever. But that carburetor is going, the gasoline is going to want to turn to varnish and from just being in the atmosphere. So it's going to be prone to getting dirty inside and it's going to affect its performance. And like I said, most importantly, it's going to affect how it starts. And we need to get that engine to start. So uh, listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, my beloved, beloved America. Any questions, feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Save big on CommoditeAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year starts on November 15th. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Start planning now and get ready to save big starting November 15th. Shop on CommoditeAg.com. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Save big on CommoditeAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year starts on November 15th. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Start planning now and get ready to save big starting November 15th. Shop on CommoditeAg.com. On the Ag PhD Radio Show, we talk about all the ways you can get the most return on investment for the crops on your farm. Our guests are farmers and experts in the industry, and we discuss the latest innovations in fertility, crop production, seed traits, and much more. Don't miss the next Ag PhD Radio Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. Hello, everyone. I'm Ty McClary from the Cowboy Channel. The Wrangler National Finals Rodeo has provided a lot of history for us here on the Cowboy Channel, but when I think back, my best moment is probably back in 2001 when tie-down roper Cody Ole blew his knee out halfway through his run in go round number nine, but powered through that run to still win a world title. We'll have it all for you on the best of the best from the National Finals Rodeo right here on the Cowboy Channel.